Mississippi women's basketball is on the scene. Coach Yo is here to talk about it. Lockdown women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Over 100,000 of you showed up last month. Once again, you've been doing this all summer long, showing up for us like we are for you. Six days a week, women's basketball talk. And, of course, it is not just me. It is the incredible team over at The Next, at thenexthoops.com, where we have over 100 reported pieces Every month, a dedicated reporter on major conferences, mid-major conferences, of course, one for every single WNBA team. Check it out. Over 1.3 million readers last month alone. Subscribe, $9 a month, $72 a year. Help us keep on building the women's basketball newsroom that we all know the sport needs, and now it's here. And let me tell you something. Um, There is... No shortage of material that comes out of Coach Yo, Yolette McPhee, McEwen. Everyone knows her as Coach Yo. And your program, 0-16 in the SEC in year one. Guess what, guys? Not 0-16 anymore in the SEC. I am so delighted to chat with you. I'm always delighted to chat with you, Coach. But, like, where I guess I want to start is, you guys come off, and, and our listeners know this, but just and by some chance you were living under a rock. So you make the NCAA tournament, you beat a Gonzaga team. It was a damn good Gonzaga team. And then you go and shock some of the world, not me, but some of the world, by beating Stanford and going to the Sweet 16. Take me through what it was like to see the national scene catch up to what you've been building for years. Howard, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. I mean, this means a lot. You know, I'm an avid listener. And, uh, you know, it's been an incredible ride. It has not been just a ride of triumphs. (laughs) It's been a ride of tribulations, too. (laughs) Uh, It's been a lot of challenges, um, a lot of tears, a lot of hard work. Um, But we are here. And uh, and it was interesting is when I say 0 and 16, that happened in year two. That didn't, that didn't even happen in year one. In year one, we won two games conference, <laughs> and and then we we when we didn't think we could be any worse, we we dropped and, and didn't win any. Um, and just I'm just super grateful to be here. And um, if you're looking for motivation on not quitting when you think times are tough or be looking for a way to build a program, I think we can be a great example. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And again, you know, we're talking about the arc and we're talking about the significance of what you've built here, but that's hard. Number one, to have that type of, we all know, and I've talked about this on the show that like the winning is the lagging indicator and everything else has to come first. And the winning is like when you open a safe, it's only once all the numbers have right. in the place, but you're doing this into the heart of 
a COVID period of time that is like nothing we have ever seen in the history of college basketball. And mm -hmm. so from that perspective, how did you kind of keep a mental outlook that was positive through a lot of those early losses? Well, I like to think a lot of my um, friends, my close knit community, obviously, my obviously, but also my husband uh, really helped me through that time. Mm -hmm. uh, because if I'm being transparent, there were moments I didn't feel like I was the right person for the job. Um, I had just come off of, uh, 22, 23 and 25 win seasons at Jacksonville. Right. And then I come to Oxford and I'm getting my head beat in and I'm like starting to question everything that I had yeah. worked for and earned. Um, and the Southeastern conference is so unforgiving. Yeah. They don't just beat you. They try to like <laughs> not allow you to come back. <laughs> So I was losing games 60, 50, 40 points. Our team, we were uh, embarrassed a lot. So there were times that my, my young ladies did not even want, I didn't think that they would want to play another game. Hmm. I mean, it was just that hard. And But I can tell you this, throughout that, my character was built. Mm -hmm. And it was tested. Hmm. And every once in a while, you need a tester to see like where you are from a character base. Are you really about what you say you're about? Hmm. And you don't know those things until you, you encounter some tough times. That's really interesting. Cause again, you know, for those who may not know within the listening audience, you've just been a winner everywhere you've gone. Yeah. You know, Jacksonville, you built a powerhouse there. You're part mm -hmm. of Clemson winning teams. Yeah. Oh, Pitt, I believe yeah. you both season, both years you were Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. And we were so um, the Paris sisters knocked us out and yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been, I had a strong run of success, you know? Yeah. And, and so to get to this point, I, I mean, it's so interesting. I, I went back, you know, getting ready for this. When you talked about coming here, it was because you wanted the final four and mm -hmm. you thought this was yeah. a way to get there, to be able to build an SEC program. It makes a lot of sense. You're yeah. also doing it, like you said, in a conference with, so many powerhouses. And yeah. so from, from that perspective, I just wonder, is the final four still what you're looking for? Is that kind of the end of the rainbow for this? Or has your perspective here now that you've been coaching here for half a decade, has that changed? Well, now it's the national championship, mm -hmm. you know, but I do believe in the process. You know, a lot of people love to skip the P part. They mm -hmm. just solely focus on the outcome. And I'm just not one of those people that uh, just focus on that. I think about the process. I, I don't believe you can skip, skip steps. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we went to the Sweet 16, and my team this year, they're like, oh, we want to go to the Final Four. I'm like, well, what about the Elite Eight? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 my whole life, I've not had a chance to skip steps. You know, in basketball terms, I tell people all the time, some people get a, a, a open layup, a fast break, but I've always, always had to Euro step or, or pro hop into scoring, <laughs> like, you know, or, or, or get the three point play the old fashioned way. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just been my life. And so I'm okay with that. I've learned to have an admiration and respect for process. Mm -hmm. And so, but ultimately 
the outcome, I would like it at the end of the rainbow to be a national championship from a basketball perspective. But um, being in the business 19 years now, you know, I don't know that at my funeral, I would want my players to come talk about the wins. I would want them to talk about how I've impacted their lives. Well, they, they so often do. And, yeah. and and to use your metaphor, you clearly are very good at finishing through contact. Yeah. So in a lot of that. I also, before we get into, because there's so much that's interesting about your team where you don't necessarily run people out of the gym. You just kind of grind them into dust, which mm -hmm. is a fun and interesting way to do it. Um, but I, I do want to touch on at the end of segment one here, Dawn Staley yeah. and your relationship with her, because I think it's so interesting, right? <laughs> Dawn is very intentional about clearing the path for black women in coaching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dawn Staley is also someone you're going to have to go through in order to get to where you need to go. And so I'm just, I'm so curious about that duality as you think about Dawn and as you think about your own work? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I thought I was going to able, be able to jump over that hurdle when we were up two with a minute 24 <laughs> at our place. Everyone was like, what were you thinking about? <clears throat> and I was on one knee and I was really thinking, I, in my mind, I was like, oh my God, like, am I going to be my mentor? Like, <laughs> like that's what I was thinking about in a minute 24. <clears throat> and, um, you know, Dawn is, um, mm. unique and, uh, she has taught me a lot, uh, but she's also an ultimate competitor. And, uh, so she wants to beat everybody and, um, has learned, has, has, has taught me, to understand the art of competitiveness and competing, mm -hmm. but while still, you know, having a platform and being strong about it and, and not being, and being unapologetic about, you know, speaking on that platform, believing in it and following through with it. Yeah. Yeah. It is fascinating to see. I, I have often told people, I'm going to tell my grandchildren someday that I had the opportunity to cover Dawn Stale. Yeah. And Phenomenal, phenomenal. What she's done for the game yeah. and uh, people like me um, is going to be talked about forever. Forever, 100%. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to get into this team because I I love it. I'm so fascinated by it uh, here in segment two. But first, Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Jace Medical. So here's the deal. You've all had this. I've had it too. You have an emergency. It's the night. It's the weekend. It's hard to get your doctor on the line. Jace Medical has provided something called the Jace case. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And sometimes you jump on a quick call with who? One of their board-certified physicians. You got to understand, this was doctor-created doctor recommended. And then you get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions. It's an opportunity to save on average $360 per Jace case, but you can do even more thanks to Locked On. You get an extra $20 off these life-saving antibiotics by using the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical. 
www.thebrandnewsletter.com. So we are back and we are talking about this Mississippi team. And I just want to give sort of off the top what I meant by grind you into dust. Okay. So last year, national rebounding rate in the country, you guys are 20th. You are 16th in offensive rebound. I mean that, you know, if teams are able to slow you down offensively, you know, there's nothing more uh, upsetting for a team than you do that. And then there's the O boards and you go right back to it, you know, and you guys do that as well as anybody. You can see your opponents, the, the shoulders sag, you know, it's just what happens. The defense 14th nationally in terms of defensive points per possession. You have talked about finding another level defensively. There's also a lot on the offensive end where you say, all right, I can see some areas for improvement and you're doing that in kind of three ways, right? There's internal improvements, there's bringing people through the portal, and then there are your freshmen. So I want to talk defense first. Where do you think, because this that's where it's hard, that's where the margin's smaller. Where is there area for improvement for you on the defensive end? Um, <laughs> You know, that's funny that you asked that, Howard, because in my staff meeting yesterday, I said, y'all, I think that we um, – can get better defensively. And I said, hear me out. <laughs> uh, but we want to be number one in as many statistical categories as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I had learned from the late Pat Summit is she would say, good defense uh, wins wins uh, championships. Great defense and rebounding wins national championships. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is levels to this. <laughs> And so I would like us to continue to grow defensively. Uh, I think we have helped with that, be, with the recruiting we've done. So we have great size uh, this year. Our roster is bigger mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways, which we needed. And uh, I think by doing that, it it, it is going to allow us to uh, just be a little bit more intentional about our system and just forcing, no, dictating and disrupting offenses mm-hmm. uh, to a point where they feel like um, they can't breathe, so to speak. So when you look at the Gonzagas and Stanford's 48, 49 points respective, like I didn't even know that. I was talking to my staff today and I was like, who all did we let get? 65 points, you know, and they were like, coach, these last two, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And, and, and if you look at our losses last year, we allowed four teams to score 70 points Mm -hmm. and one of them we beat and one of them, they, it took them overtime to get to 70 and that was Arkansas. So we would like to keep every team we play 65 or less. I mean, and and for Arkansas, getting to 70 usually by midway through the second half. Right. Is normal. So for them to take it right. to overtime and do it. job with that. That is, that is, you know, Mike Neighbors' team scores like it's nothing. So that is a very big deal. It is interesting to me that you talk about the interior. And, um, and I, I know Jador, right? Jador Young. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, bringing her right out of Greenville. So yes. putting her down there in terms of – one of those SEC battles with Dawn, you know, there is a backyard in the wee hours morning. 
<laughs> so there is a victory right there. But it's so interesting because you guys were top 20 in the country in block rate last year. Yeah. Um, it, it's do you feel as if that's where that's a number where you can get to number one in the country? And is young somebody who you expect to get major minutes right away? Well, Jador uh, tore her ACL uh, last year. Okay. So uh, she'll be cleared. But if she's not 100 on on the way back, then then uh, we won't we won't we we won't we will wait. Um, but let me tell you something. That young lady reminds me of Aaliyah Boston. Hmm. You know, her freshman, a freshman Aaliyah Boston, you know, sure. uh, super skilled, just very smart. I mean, she has really impressed us and she's doing stuff right now, but not from a physical standpoint. But uh, yes, we do want to lead in blocks. We do want to be able, um, we do want to for sure be able to um lead in tons of categories defensively. Mm -hmm. No question about it. Something I love about your team, this was a couple of years ago, but you had like five players north of 3% in steal percentage too. <laughs> so even before you get to the basket that you guys are so difficult. And so your, your other highest touted freshman is sort of a, oh. a mirror image um, Zakaya Stevenson, Zakaya or Zakia? Tell, uh, no, it's Zakaya in Zakaya Stevenson. And so, um, you know, young six four Stevenson's five five is what she was listed at high school. I said, you guys ever listed five four? But again, <laughs> take me through. You know, I I love that kind of player because the when oh you get one at that size, you know that the skill level is off the charts. Tell Let me, me tell you something, Howard. This girl is a beast defensively like she you can't just i mean she gets her hands on every single thing mm -hmm. she's tough all my freshmen i have five freshmen right every last one of them are they're so tough incredible uh i really love the group but she is she's tough she's confident um She's going to be a silent assassin. <laughs> now, and is she a perimeter shooter as well? Because um, I know yeah, that's an area of emphasis. Maria uh, um, Avalish is is more of a, a perimeter shooter, mm -hmm. but all of them are three point point capable. All of my freshmen. And so, and again, when you look at sort of where's the area that you can grow. Uh, you guys got 21.1% of your points from three, uh -huh. last year, which was 307th in the country, right? Yeah. You know, shooting from three was 29.7%. You know, again, that's lower middle of the pack. You obviously addressed it in, you know, not just with bringing in a number of freshmen who can do it, but KK Deans is a very big deal to come to this program uh, can shoot the lights out with north of 39% of Florida last year. Was this, as you were thinking about where this team takes its next level, was that job one for you when you're thinking about skill set of like the three-point line? Well, here's the thing. Um, we definitely knew we needed to correct it, mm -hmm. you know? And so um, 
we went and said, okay, this is a place we, we need to get better. Mm -hmm. And so when Kirsten uh, got into the portal, my coaches was like, coach, we got to try. I mean, this kid lit us up. Uh, so she can shoot it. Also, um, uh, Kennedy Todd Williams uh, can shoot it. And all of our freshmen can shoot it. So obviously we knew we needed to get better in that area. Uh, because imagine like Howard, we won 25 games and we lost, I think, eight games, uh, 10 points or less. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we could have made a couple threes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and I mean, Kennedy Todd Williams again. So somebody who can shoot it, somebody who can be a playmaker for you. Do you feel like you've got one playmaker or somebody who you want to take the lead with that or do you view it as very much because i know it's so much of your offense is playmaking by committee reading yeah. scenarios is that yeah. where you want to see this too you know here's what i love about my team we're, we definitely have more depth mm -hmm. and uh we have um a lot of different options that allow us to be versatile no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And so that is what um, this group brings. As far as, um, you know, when I look at my group we and playmakers, we still have Marquisha Davis. I don't think you everyone has seen the best basketball she's played. Mm. I can tell you this, USA 3v3 has benefited Maddie tremendously. Mm -hmm. um, and so because you got to be a playmaker in 3v3. You know, and yeah. so that's benefited her playing all summer. Yeah, I, I don't want to give too much away, Howard. I just say, <laughs> I, I here, here, here's what I can tell you: we got options. <laughs> no doubt about it, and we'll 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 have you keep some secrets, no doubt. Um, but we definitely got to talk, Madison Scott, yeah. and um, and and we're gonna get to her in segment three. But first. <clears throat> Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL is in full swing, and you can enjoy it even more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's not just players, props, or spreads, or over-unders, or just winners and losers. It's everything. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official betting partner of the NFL. <clears throat> so we're back and talking about Madison Scott. And it's kind of amusing to me that we're like 20 plus minutes in and only now talking about Maddie, right? But you look at what she has been able to do already. The fact that despite the fact that she wasn't shooting it, I, I don't believe took a three last year, right? Yeah. You're oh. still talking about somebody who was north of 50% from the field, true shooting percentage and efficiency was leading the way for you guys. A lot of it at the mid range, along with the finishing oh. at the rim. So, what is sort of the next step 
for her in your view as you see that evolution obviously three on three makes a huge difference in so many players in the way in which they're able to grow what are you seeing out of her this fall um you know what i think the biggest thing that i've seen with maddie this year Mm -hmm. is her maturity you know let me tell you something back in the day you only had players for four years Yeah, back in the day. So, so, so with with Maddie, this is her fourth year, right? And she's really coming into full flow of what is expected, how to play, understanding the league, what are her strengths. Mm -hmm. This year, we do want to see her shoot the threesome, uh, but she has just really come in, become into that four-year player that you would expect, you know, like this person is here for four years. I I can totally see that. Uh, She's that she's become that type of player for us. So she's leading. uh, She's leading from a vocal standpoint. She's moving better. Um, I expect her to have a big year. I mean, what I love about her is that she's your defensive rebounding leader. She was a 20% defensive rebounding percentage last year as a 6-2 forward playing in the SEC. I mean, yeah. it's just, it, it, it's almost unheard of when you see yeah. some of the raw skills that she's bringing to the table. I, I'm so fascinated to see what she's able to do for you. And, and, and again, it goes back to sort of those expectations for yourself. Now you're saying, you know, look, I don't want to skip a step. Right. I, I, I would imagine if you did, You'd you'd learn to live with it, right? If you had to make the final four this year. When we started the season last year, we did not want to be a one-hit wonder. Right. Because we had just got to the tournament and got ousted by Mm -hmm. a very experienced South Dakota team. We so we said, okay, we want to win one game. After we won one game, we said, man, let's try to win two. (laughs) So I'm definitely for the ride. Right. We want to win a national championship this year. Coach Joe will be coaching our heart out running down the sidelines. So I'm here for it, but I respect it, you know, and I understand that. And I think it keeps me balanced Mm -hmm. where I'm not like just trying to uh, go crazy. Uh, It it allows me to, if, if we achieve a little bit more, great. If we don't, I can live with it, you know? I do. I do. And it, listen, it's clearly on its way to my view. It's matter, matter of when, not if. Um, before, before I let you go, I do want to talk about your role where you have coached the Bahamanian national team uh, now for a decade, I believe. And, um, you know, I have to touch on John Paul Jones from the Bahamas, who, you know, obviously she, she plays elsewhere. There, you know, business reason for that. But, yeah. um, you know, for her to be, in the WNBA finals with the New York Liberty. I'm wondering how much of an impact you think that's going to have on basketball in the Bahamas and, you know, what you're seeing. Well, you know, even though uh, Jonquil has uh, the the other passport, she mm-hmm. still has her Bahamian nationality. Like, she still has that. And JJ is very, um, JJ is very prideful when it comes to the Bahamas, we all are. Uh, ever, ever since she's been playing, uh, uh, she has been an example and a hope 
for mm -hmm. the for the young people after her. See, the men have Buddy Hill, DeAndre, and all these guys, but for the women, they have John Quell Jones. And and I wish the WNBA had more, like there was more access to Jones jerseys. You know, sometimes it's just so difficult to get one. But they would be there would be little girls running around with John Quell Jones jerseys. But she has brought such a, an incredible pride for our whole country. Um, when JJ plays, the Bahamas is watching, you know. And so I, I love Asia Wilson. I, I love her family. We're very close. But uh, uh, please believe when I go to New York um, on the 15th to watch the game, I'm a New York Liberty fan. <laughs> Understood. Uh, John Quayle is someone I've known from she was eight years old. My dad coached her. Yeah. You know, I was the one that helped her get to the United States. I placed her with Diane Richardson. You know, there's a deep line of uh, there's a deep community, the deep family feel. And we are all proud and rooting for John Quayle. Wow. You will not be the only one. Uh, that game's going to be sold out, and it's yeah. going to be an epic WNBA Finals, to be sure. Coach Yell, I appreciate your time always. Uh, really impressed by everything you're building, but not a bit surprised. Uh, great to see it, and look forward to catching up. To my listeners, uh, we are always grateful to have you with us. We'll be back with you tomorrow, as we are, of course, six days a week, continuing with all of our coverage of the WNBA Finals, college basketball, international basketball. We are here for all things women's basketball. Until then, I'm Howard McDowell wishing all of you a wonderful day. Welcome to Wallet. For the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 